This podcast is a proud member of the Paranormality Podcast Network. Hello. Hello. Welcome to I have, I have a, a strange, strange story, story podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I know. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And uh, this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences that we believe are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. That's why we're here. Yeah. This is episode 101. Yes. Yeah. I've been. Um, oh, dang, girl. <laughs> one zero one. <laughs> I've been uh, burping the whole time that you've been doing this opening, mm. like just mm-hmm. silently in my throat, you know? That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. So hopefully that didn't pick up any, you know, any who's. I don't think it will. I think we're safe here. Yeah. We're on <sighs> triple digits now. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. It's going to be a little easier to remember the numbers because we're starting over at one. That's easy. Yeah, sure. It'll get hard easy. once we get further up. But yeah, mm-hmm. we did it. We made it into the second year and we're past October and we're in the week of the election between Trump and Biden. We're in the week. That's where we're recording in yeah. 2020. Yes. And we don't know who the president is because they're tallying. Mm-hmm. They're we've just really dragging their feet about that. Yeah, we've lived through so many weird elections, man. Dude, I was just like, this is totally off subject if this yeah. is a clearly this is we talk about paranormal stuff sorry yeah. I, I mean time you're listening to us we do not talk about anything that's going on in our country typically maybe a blurb here and sometimes there, like if something no. big happens like yeah we'll, yeah yeah well, but i was big. listening yeah i was listening to Ma- rachel maddow and she was uh-huh. like can you believe that we're living through this and she's like it is it is one of the most craziest elections that uh-huh. we are ever going to live through. Yeah. Because of the pandemic pandemic and then also because you have one candidate spewing blatant lies about yeah. every fucking thing and then also like trying to get a recount on the ballots and trying to say stop counting the votes, you know? Like filing lawsuits. Filing lawsuits. It's Nobody just so does interesting. that. It's just so interesting. Oh. Well, it's been called. It was called today that Biden was projected winner, and he and yes. they uh, allegedly they started working on a plan for the transition to the White House. But nothing is official. But I think we all know. This yeah. is my favorite meme to come out of this, which is really uh, whatever. Anyways, my favorite one was um, a picture of Wendy Williams staring. Mm-hmm like intently um and she's like a host like a tv host or whatever she's a character um but she was staring intensely and then it said um this is austin houston dallas and san antonio staring at the rest of the state saying what the fuck because <laughs> <laughs> all of those areas we were completely blue like austin yeah. of course was blue and so it was the rest of the we're mad at the rest of the state because they bring us over to red, but whatever. You know, I just it thought is it was totally, funny. It is totally like that in Texas mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. it says it is ha- it has expanded at least 
instead it used to be just Austin and now it's Houston. Yeah, I didn't know it was Dallas. I never knew Dallas was blue. I, that, and maybe that makes oh, me real ignorant. I didn't think it was. I thought it was red. There's a lot of rich folks up there. You just don't know which way they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Enough about that. What announcements do we have? Well, I've got, I'm going to start with the sad news, you guys. Okay. I'm going to start with my friend Cindy died. Oh. Going to cry. Not going to cry. Um, yeah. So Cindy um, was a contributor to the show, um, but first and foremost, she was my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I met her in Austin, and I, I just met her briefly, but we were Facebook friends, and then we reconnected mostly through the podcast because she did like find out how weird I was. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't really let your freak flag fly at your job. I mean, unless you have people around you that you can, you know, that you're, that you can talk to about this stuff. But generally you don't. Um, So she moved to Arizona um, after I, I moved to Colorado and we just reconnected and she really liked the show. Um, She was really into it and she became, to me, Um, a really good friend and a mentor like we would talk we talked all the time Um, Mm -hmm. and even though I didn't get to see her it was just so nice to to have that friendship with her Um, she died of pancreatic cancer Mm -hmm. Um, the Thursday before her favorite holiday Halloween (laughs) (laughs) Um, so um, so thank you to everybody that purchased um, any artwork or the, uh, I can't even think about, of what it's called. Um, there was two, it was Durga and I can't remember the other one, but, um, the other thing on Redbubble that went towards, um, her, her fight for cancer, um, that money is going to be donated to some type of fund probably in her name, probably for, for cats. Um, what she fucking loved in life is, um, her cats or cats in general. She just loved cats so much. And she has three Bengal cats that she needs to rehome um, that her sister is taking care of right now. Actually, just two. The other one is going to live with them. So if anybody lives in the L.A. area and wants a Bengal hybrid cat, get in touch with me and I can get you in touch with her sister. But anyways, um, I really miss her. I'm sorry. If I say anything else, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. So just this one's for Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you again also everyone for, for donating and just thinking of her. Yeah. It's very nice. She Ooh. had one of the first stories that we read. Yeah. Didn't I she? Mean, and it, it was her, I think she saw a dog man. Uh, gosh. N- she um, so she had... <laughs> I don't know. She okay. did. <laughs> Nobody's here to back that up. Um, she had the story about um, her, where she hated her grandmother and she talked shit about her and her. <laughs> 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 and then something went flying off the wall to try to kill her. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, that's Cindy's story. I didn't story. realize that was uh-huh. her story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she had another one where she lived in a hotel and, and she saw that guy with a shotgun or whatever. Wow. Yeah, so she lived a, she lived an incredible life. And now that she's gone, I think that I can really talk to you guys about her. Like, 
Um, she, she, her, one of her jobs for the longest time was touring around with U2 as like some type of manager. So she met all of these amazing bands in the 80s and she traveled around with them. She, she met U2 whenever they first started out, like her Uh and her brother. Um, they were like his, her brother was like, Hey, there was this band. I think that, um, I think that you would like, and they need some management whatever and I think you'd be really good and she's like cool who's the band and he's like they're called you too like nobody knew who they were and so she toured around with them she met um and hung out with like Alice Cooper and Trent Reznor (laughs) and like all of the cool 80 bands and there's these great pictures of her whenever she was doing that and she just had the best fucking stories so if you couldn't connect her (laughs) on a paranormal level you could connect with her on a musical level because she was just she was the raddest girl. Um, and I really wish that um, we had the opportunity to have her on the show. But, she, you know, I, we never really talked about that before. But, but yeah, that's about it for Cindy. Um, yeah. If anything else comes up, you guys, and if, you, if there's a fund or whatever you want to donate to for in her name, I'll let you know. I'm probably going to <clears throat> donate all the money that we made from Rebel um to a fund in her name most likely for cats yeah yeah um also yeah i mean i think it's that's something that she would that she felt passionate about that she would like um so moving on i've got another announcement i have broken my arm um (laughs) your cast hold it up again it's a brace it's a brace it's very nice yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, this thing cost me $157. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. Um, so I have a distal radial fracture in my mm-hmm. uh, radius, obviously. Um, and so that means that I can't write with this hand, but I can still work. So typing and whatever. I really wanted just to take six weeks off to really find myself. But... <laughs> I think that you, never mind, I'll talk about that later. I am going to say, because I think I'm breathing hard, and I think everyone's going to be able to hear me. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard whistling in my nostrils. So I just want to put it out there, everybody. I know, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't come at us with where's this heavy breathing coming from. I already know I'm breathing heavy. It's because I'm drinking a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I have an announcement. What is it? So during one of our episodes, (laughs) we talked about weird stuff like that happens. And it was, we were talking about you and a lot of like medical stuff that you have. So I didn't really have anything. But one thing I did have was this sebaceous cyst that comes up on my arm. And we're in luck because it's with us today. (laughs) But this is the last time because I'm actually getting it removed. So this is, I've been, it's, it's been here. It's been with us for about a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's glorious. Oh here man. If you guys, if you guys just want to pop over to our YouTube channel, Lindsay's oh, full on showing it, us. And this it, is the last time you're going to get to see the cyst. Yeah. It's, it was pretty painful this time. I don't know what brought it on, but like, um, I finally went to a dermatologist and they're like, oh yeah, we, they were excited. They're like, we can't wait to take that out. But doctors are like, no, it was really, it was actually a really bad situation, but yeah, Yeah. it's going to come out anyways. 
Yeah, dermatologists and veterinary technicians love popping abscesses mm-hmm. and cysts. Like, it's I'll just take the it. best thing. Yeah. And I'm taking everybody, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I also got this. Oh, wait. I don't Woo. know if you can see it. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. And then also. If I go like that? I mean, that works, too. Yeah. Lindsay I got, got Yeah, go ahead. It's a Halloween tattoo. It's very badass. It's a Ouija. Wait, I mean, sorry. <laughs> like, it's a Ouija board. It's not a Ouija board. It's a planchette. And then it's hovered over the word no. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's really cool. Yeah, I like it. Thanks. It's um, pretty badass. Those are my shitty announcements. <laughs> sorry. I had sad announcements. So I know. I and then know. I was like, I got a thing in my arm. Now I got a cyst. Now I got a broken arm. <laughs> Stupid. This has been the dumbest year. Anywho. Oh, geez. Don't even. Yeah. Don't even. I'm over here opening my book like I'm going to fucking go first, but it's your turn to go first. No, it's not. It's your turn. It's 101, dude. That is an odd number. That's my turn. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. My cat passed out. Oh, thank God. We didn't know if we were going to make it. She's curled up over there. Oh, man. She was a nightmare. Yeah, she was pretty intense. So I have a short story with a little bit, with just a little bit of um, research done. I have to figure this shit out with my hand being busted, you guys. So it's Mm. probably, it's probably not going to be great for a while. Anywho, I've got this experience from Reddit. Okay. And I just want to do um, a shout out to this person. Hopefully they allow it. I didn't even ask, but they're called a sixth sense. Okay. And we talked a little bit and um, this is just one story of a couple of weird shit that okay. has happened to this, to this person. So um, I'm going to tell you about one thing that she had weird and then we're going to talk about it mm-hmm. like we okay. always do. Okay. So this is, <laughs> just for anybody that's new out there, um, <laughs> so this is a story about a brother and a sister. So she begins by saying that her brother is a massive skeptic, skeptic that he doesn't believe in anything of the paranormal realm, and he always tries to find a scientific explanation for it, so kudos to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um he says they also share a wall to on their to their bedrooms. So one night she was sleeping and she woke up to the sound of her door opening. And she says she has a diffuser and the light stays on so she doesn't trip and die if she gets up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so there is a little bit of light um, okay. in the room. She says as her door opens, she can see a shadow on the wall of something short. Um, and it was just looking in. And at this point, she says she's wide awake, and she is scared to death. Um, she tries to move to get up to see what this shadow was, and she hears a voice in her ear whisper, no, 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 no. And so she said it was right in her ear. Um, she was in bed, and she was in bed facing the wall. Anytime she tried to move, she says even her toes, it would whisper in her ear, no, 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 four times. Um, and she says it felt like it, like 10 minutes had passed and then she heard her door close and she was able to move again. So the next morning she got up and she was telling her brother what had happened. And her brother said, you're not going to believe this, but I had the weirdest dream. And Andrew, 
her brother, then begins to say that there was a little three-foot-tall thing that came into her room, and they saw it walking around, but when it got close to her bed, she got up and tried to punch it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, in, the, in the time it took to make contact with it, it had disappeared. She asked him how he knew it was a dream, and he said he's just thinking it was a dream because it was unexplainable. So okay. um, she asked what time it was, and he said whenever he looked at the clock, it was around 3.30. And then whenever um, they finally left the room, he said it was around 4.15 a.m. So um, they said they haven't had anything ex- like that happen again to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does have other experiences. And I think that that kind of comes into play with some of the things that I'm going to discuss today. So first of all, Lindsay, what do you think about this? Um, it sounds like shadow people, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be a Graylian? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, Graylian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking like TM. Graylian. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You think it's a little one walking around? Well, to me, it, it, it has, like, okay, so if we're if we're seeing the big picture here, mm-hmm. like, she has had paranormal paranormal experiences in her you, life. You nailed it. Yes. And what we know, because we're experts. Yes. Is that. <laughs> Come to me with all your paranormal issues. <laughs> Lindsay's in the house. Um <laughs> Uh, what we know about alien um, experiences mm-hmm. is that um, you have multiple experiences throughout your whole life. And it, and it could be something as simple, mm-hmm. in quotes, as lights in the sky or shadow figures or something small coming up to you and talking in your ear, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and also just the fact that they were trying to make her sit still. Mm-hmm. I think that that says something about maybe they were. I don't want to say experiments. I don't want to say that. Well, they were trying. But they were trying to control her. They were observing her, and they needed mm-hmm. her to be still. Basically, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you know if it, if she thought it was aliens? I didn't ask her what she thought it was. Um, Okay. Just kind of what we had talked about was that she has a lot of experiences. And so I might be going back to her. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, yeah, so that's my number one thought is that especially with everything coming together that it is a possible alien experience of some sort. And, um, but... Because this thing was so tiny, I wanted to bring up some other little cryptids that I found that kind of fit the description. Okay. In a way. Um, you better me. put a fucking puckwudgie in here. Dude, that's my first. <laughs> puckwudgie is my fucking first. Yeah. I love a puckwudgie. Man, <laughs> I want to hear a story about a puckwudgie for God's sake. I know. Yeah. Cute. 
Yeah. So, um, so yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, and I highly doubt that this is a puck wedgie because it just doesn't fit the, yeah. like, the description of what a puck wedgie does. It's just, you know. But they're just <laughs> small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the word puck wedgie is translated into little wild man of the woods that vanishes. And it's a human-like uh, creature that is found in Delaware and uh, Wapanog folklore. And I don't know where this. I don't know where this experiencer is from, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, they're in this area, um, but they are sometimes said to be two to three feet tall. So there you go. That's one reason why I'm going to bring up. Um, so according to legend, puckwudgies um, can appear and disappear at will. They lure people to their deaths. They use magic, and they launch poison arrows to create. And they create fire. So. Um, it was once said that puckwedgies and humans got along, too, but something must have happened, and now they're like, fuck humans, I yeah. want them all to die. One yeah. of my, f- like, one of my favorite paranormal stories was about a guy who was out walking his dog, and he saw a little man on the road, and, like, they both stopped, like, him and his dog stopped, and they were like, what the hell is that? And even the dog was like, I don't want to go anywhere near it. He was like backing up and whimpering and crying and the puck wedgie or this being said something to the man and it was familiar but it wasn't mm-hmm. and ultimately what it sounded like was come with me but it was all kind of scrambled together uh-huh. and he said that he felt compelled to go but also really frightened and, ulti- and ultimately he didn't go um, but that is a ty- uh, type of, like, luring creature. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it was able to speak our language. Yeah. I'd probably yeah. be a puckwudgie man. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be... So the, it's either a puckwudgie or a siren for you. Yeah. <laughs> Any way that you can lead people to their death. <laughs> to their death. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. My cat's awake and... She- She's looking at me from the bed like oh, this. She's like, going, I see you. She's reaching yeah. for me and making that noise. She's luring you. She's oh a puck with you. She's so crazy. Yeah. She's a nuts. Nut. <laughs> um, so I've got two more to talk about. Okay. One is a duende, and we've talked about this before. Um, I think our friend uh, Saul talked about this. Oh. Um, whenever he was on the show. but um, So a duende is a creature that is somewhat somewhat like a human from uh, Latin American and Filipino folklore. Um, And it is like a possessor of a house. And they're usually just seen as mischievous spirits. And so what I think about Duende, and I don't think that what was in this person's room was a Duende, because um, these guys just Mm. sound like they are... They're here for the house mm-hmm. and they'll, and you know, they're going to hide your socks or, or take your shit or whatever, but not necessarily fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this so, but too I, intense. yes, yes, this is, you're right. This is something, definitely something that the Pukwudgie, Pukwudgie wants you to leave the house and go jump off of a cliff. The, the Duende wants to, I don't know, probably be a dick to you somehow but probably doesn't want to lead you to your death. Um, yeah. The last one is a brownie. 
Um, the brownie is uh, also a household spirit. It's so cool how these things just intertwine together from different mm-hmm. cultures across across the world. And um, how this little house spirit is is supposed to be known as like kind of being helpful. So like they can do household chores and farming tasks, and um, but we are supposed to reward them. So okay. they like cream they probably like the first cut of bread i imagine that they're like a lot like the fairy folk or the or the the fae folk um uh-huh. that like uh also like the first pour of whiskey i think it's whiskey or the for, first pour of whatever they like whatever the first is that you have if it's the second they become a fucking fended and will leave the house <laughs> and will talk shit about you for the rest of their lives they're like, silly what, they are silly brats they are yeah and they're supposed to be mischievous and um they also like to pull pranks on people especially like people that aren't doing their chores um but yeah they will storm out of your house if you offend them in some way or form so but yeah number one i feel like this is an alien yeah it's an alien yeah nailed it done if Moving you have a on. case you need us to solve, send it to. Oh, wait. I'll tell you at the end. Oh. You have to listen to this story. <laughs> if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. And <laughs> on my DJ result. Mm, forget. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Did I tell you that I have a new notebook? You said that fucking last time. Last time. All right. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I have. I have. That's how I said it. <laughs> I have kind of like, so this isn't a story that somebody gave me that happened to them. This is just a, like a paranormal experience that did happen. That's what okay. we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. okay. Well, you know, I didn't get it from the people firsthand. I found it online. <laughs> Oh, okay. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. okay. Yeah. We do that too. So, this is about some men who went out on a boat and disappeared. And to this day, we don't know where they are. Oh, no. Yeah. But the events that occurred before they disappeared are very paranormal. And that's what I want to talk about today. Is this a, is this a, um, like a well-known story? I don't know. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, so this took place in July of 1968. It was a fishing boat and it was named El Fosto. I probably said that wrong and I apologize. But this ship was run by uh, three men. Two of them were brothers and one was their cousin from what I understand. They're like great on the ship they you know they know what they're doing they know about you know all the boat stuff and they've been doing it for a really long time so they're very experienced um fishermen that can handle a lot thrown at them so on this day they uh loaded up the boat with some supplies and they were taking a trip across the island or across to another island um so let's see here I can't remember where the islands were. La, uh, hmm. They're part of the Canary Islands. Okay. <laughs> I can't read my handwriting. Um, oh, they're shit. part of the Canary Islands, and they're going about 50 miles south to some islands across the way. 
Um, and they're going there for supplies for the island that they live on. Mm. Um, so they make it to their destination. It was about seven hours to get there. They arrive, they go and they get something to eat, um, before they leave. So as they're heading back to their ship, this man chases them down. Um, this man's name was Julio Garcia and he is frantically telling them he missed the last ferry. He needs to get back, um, to that part of the Canary Islands that they live on. And he's like, can you please take me? My daughter is sick. And so they were like, sure, no problem. We'll take you. That's actually where we live. So this is perfect. Because the guy was like, I'll pay you. And they're like, you don't even have to pay. Just please get on our ship. Um, so they get on there and they take off. Um, they loaded a bunch of food. Um, basically fruit and water is what they had. But they had some supplies to last them a few days. So they took off about 2.30 a.m. Um, the water was ca- calm. <laughs> there was a high mist after the sun came up. Um, but everything seemed calm. Like I said, they were experienced sailors. So around 10 a.m., they hadn't arrived back where they were expected. And the wives got a little concerned, but the owner of the boat was like, it's fine. They know what they're doing. Something, you know, weird must have happened. It's not a big deal. Um, so a few hours later, the families come back and they're like, something is wrong if they are not back yet. Like yeah. they're really late. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll contact some people. So they start to have some boat searches and they search for hours. So people are out on their boats, on their ships, and they're going around on their path to see if they can find these people. Um, so, um, there's boats, there's planes also that are flying around looking for them. Um, they knew they needed to be found and if they weren't found, then there was a good possibility that they could die. Mm-hmm. And so they just, they had to get to them as soon as they could. So they took off on July 20th. So right now we're on July 25th. Oh no. So July 25th, the owner of the boat receives a call from a British ship. And the British ship says, hey, we found this boat. Um, it's called El Fausto. Is it your boat? And he's like, that's my boat. There's men on there. And they're like, yeah, they were standing on the hall and they're waving and like waving us to come in. And they're like, so we went. They're like, we went and we spoke to them. They were in good spirits. Um, they said they needed to get back to their family. Um, and they were like, we gave them some food and some water and we gave them fuel. And then they said, we offered to like tow them back in. They were like, we're very concerned for them. They were pretty far out. They shouldn't have been that far out. Um, and they said, but they refused. He said, they just kept insisting they were fine, that it was a mechanical issue that they could fix. And all they needed was the fuel and the supplies and they were fine. So the weird thing about this is they're already late. Yeah. They're really far out from where they should be. They're about 120 miles away from where they're supposed to be. And this man who got a ride with them, who they confirmed was there on the hall waving, he, um, he had a sick kid at home, which is why he went with them. He could have waited for a ferry but he went with them because it was going to be faster. So the British ship, they were very confused. They didn't understand why they didn't want any help. Um, but all they thought was that it'll be okay. They know what they're doing. They have what they need now. They're going to make it home. So a few days pass and they're still not back. Mm. They're still um, not there. The families, again, get upset because they were all waiting for them. The whole town came to celebrate the ship arriving again. 
Um, it was a small town and they, you know, they were real excited. They'd made it back. Well, so now they do another search party. So they call all the planes back, the boats back. They're going out, you know, looking for this ship. Well, they can't find it. It's nowhere to be found. Um, so about two months later, an Italian ship finds El Fausto. Oh, no. Real far out in the ocean, way far out, further than it ever should have been. And they're like, holy shit, this isn't good. So the Italian ship goes up to it. They climb aboard. And there's nothing on the hall. It's empty, but they said it looked like it was really well uh, taken care of. Um, so they, they go to look in the engine room and they pull up the hatch. And when they pull up the hatch, they smell something really bad. They look down and there is the man who had flagged the ship down saying, I need to get to my wife and my kid. He was laying at the bottom. He was naked. He was mummified almost. And he was holding, um, a notebook in his hand. Um, so they get the notebook. They can't really understand what the notebook says. They, they can't make anything of it. All they know is the front pages have math on it. All of the middle section of the book has been completely ripped out. And then the last page has a letter, um, that appears as if he was writing it to his wife, telling his wife what to do with all of his assets. And then it said, do not tell our son what happened to me. Oh, so, um, that's all they can see on the, on the, in the notebook. So they, um, the Italian ship says they're going to tow it into the nearest town. They get to the near, or they, they start towing it in. They, they bring the book with them on their ship. They start towing the boat in. Um, and as they start going, the ship somehow comes loose, bows under and immediately sinks down to the bottom of the ocean. And the Italian ship can't get the boat back. Um, They were baffled as to what happened. These were also very experienced sailors. And there was, they couldn't comprehend why, how in the world that ship become, became unattached from the tow and just sunk under. Wow. So they, all they had from this was this book. So they call the town, um, the owner of the ship, because they knew what the name of the ship was. They take the book to him and the wife uh, looks at the book and says, this is my, my husband's handwriting. She said this first page is his handwriting. And he was, um, he did something where he had to write out math and it was the book that he would do to write the math out. So she confirmed it was his book and that we don't know what was in that middle section that has been ripped out. Nobody knows where those pages are or what happened to them. But also nobody knows what happens to happen to these men. They don't know if the other men were still on the ship or if they were in another part of the ship dead. They're not quite sure. But they also said that the man who was found was um, clutching a transition radio as if, or a transistor. And he was trying to read. I laughed because I said transition. Um, So he was clutching that as if he was trying to call for people. Um, There is no other log book there. Um... And I, I mean, that's it. That is a mystery. That's the story. So nobody knows what happens, happened to these men. And, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way whatsoever. But one of the first things I thought of was that the first time the boat was found, that they were already dead. And that was their ghosts. Oh, weird. 
I mean, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't want food and water and that stuff. But like, that was the only thing I could think of. Like, why in the world did these men not get towed in? And why yeah. did they get supplies? Like, yeah. and why did the man who had to be home already because of his sick kid not say, please take me? Like, what in the world happened? And so the ship is at the bottom of the ocean and they can't get it. We don't know what happened to those men who are trapped in there. It's just crazy. And it, to me, it feels paranormal. It feels yeah. paranormal or it feels like evil, like somebody did something evil. And one of the first things I thought when I started reading the story, I was like, for sure, this man they picked up was a bad man. Well, he's the one that they found dead. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was in a mummified state? Yes. And how long ago did that happen? Or how, what was the time span? Oh, it was two months. Okay. So I guess if you're out at sea for two months and you're not drinking water, mm-hmm. you could pro I don't know. I don't know what happens whenever you die at sea. Like as either. far as like on a boat, because mm-hmm. you don't have the natural properties to break down your body. So do you, so does all of your fluids get evaporated and right. then, and then somehow you're preserved. I don't know, man. I don't it know. It seems like it would get real hot in there, and that it would be pretty awful. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Um, and the thing is, is that they never got to look, observe anything. So the yeah. men who jumped on the ship, they were just sailors, and they the only way they could describe it was he was in a mummified state. But we mm-hmm. don't know their experience. You know what I mean? Like we're not quite sure. That's so true. the whole That's thing true. is just. I just think it's so bizarre. And all I thought was maybe it was a group of men trying to escape their lives as well. Yeah. And that they were like, this is it. We're making a break for it. And then the ship kept wrecking and maybe they didn't want to be towed back because they didn't want to have to go back to their old lives. True. I'm not sure. And they thought they could fix it. Other than that, it's paranormal, dude. Yeah, it could be anything. So mm-hmm. the, you bring up that you thought that they were ghosts on the ship whenever they flagged what mm-hmm. the Italians down or was it the English? The Italians were the last ship. Um, the first ship was a British ship. Yeah. The British. Okay. So they, they flagged down the British ship mm-hmm. and you said, I think that they, that they were ghosts. And if they're asking for supplies and fuel, perhaps they did not know that they were dead. Oh, like, that's a you good know point. What I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, so like, it was just so sudden or, traumatic that they weren't accepting of what was going on this goes back to my original theory that the man they picked up could have done something because in the Mm -hmm. book he said don't tell my son what i did or how i died or whatever isn't it yeah yes what did he do I don't know. Well, I, I don't bet wanna... you're right. I bet that they did just take off. This was probably premeditated, right? Like I thought you and your was. friend go out in a boat and you're like, oh, we picked up this guy. And so therefore, and at 2.30 in the morning. Yes. Who leaves at 2.30 exactly. in the morning? Exactly. Unless you're drunk or. And he's like, oh, it's I had an a emergency. sick kid. Well, and, okay. But so also you how. <laughs> 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 Go how ahead. did they know that guy's story? How do we know he had a sick kid? The only thing I can think of is the island that they were on. Mm-hmm. The 
I think of small knit towns. It's a little island. And maybe everybody knew that he was looking for a way out. Maybe the ferry was like, yeah, this guy came and it was yelling at us because he missed it. Or, you know, I don't know. It could, I think that the information could have gotten around somehow. Okay. So you bring up a very good point because in just like, I'm no CSI or Mm -hmm. detective or whatever, but I just feel like if you want to get away with something, you make what you want blatantly obvious to anybody else yeah you be that person to be like i need a ride i need to get out oh my god it's 2 30 in the morning i have a sick kid i gotta go and you just tell people and that in a way covers your tracks that's his alibi he got on this ship because he needed to get the fuck out of there to go see his his sick kid these people out of the goodness of their hearts were like yes i'll do that and whether it was they were in cahoots together Mm -hmm. um and they just decided to take off and leave everything like sailing around the world is not an easy feat and maybe it was just not organized as well yeah and so we'll never know but the weirdest shit that happens is okay so it doesn't make any sense that he doesn't like the guy who's desperately trying to get back to his kid doesn't Uh say we're broke down, take me, whatever, you know, yeah. whenever, especially when they offer help. So yeah. that's fishy and strange, mm-hmm. but all, okay. But then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's something that happened in that, in that, that time period from mm-hmm. we got help to now I'm a mummy. Yeah. Like that is the weirdest thing. The ocean is full of weird shit. Yeah. You know what we I mean? We don't know what's in the ocean, dude. We don't know. We know more about space than we do the ocean. Weird, right? Is that true? I don't know. What I just said. Okay, it sounded um, I think, real You know profound. what? I think that it is slightly Wait. better to... Um, oh. I think that it is slightly easier. Not easier, but like with um, astrophysicists and... Um, what's, what is that other science? Um, anyways, I think that with that type of science, it is easier to to calculate like what minerals and what um, properties and what else is out there and with the ocean you can definitely do that for sure you know that in the ocean there's salt water and you can measure how deep it goes you can't necessarily see what is in the ocean Right. We don't know about all those animals and shit, you know? We don't know about the fucking paranormal stuff out there either. Oh, yeah. You know, that too. Yeah. <laughs> and fish. There's yeah. This, and dead bodies. There's just Dude, dead bodies. Dude, I just can't. I know. Anyways, dead I thought the story, shrinks. it was real creepy, and I thought paranormal immediately. The first thing I really thought was that that was ghosts that they saw. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, like, that was just, like, honestly, my gut was, like, oh, my goodness, it was their spirits or whatever. Yeah. And that they were they were already dead when they found them. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, this needs to be on Unsolved Mysteries, and I need this to be solved. Like, they need to go, I don't know, man. It's just so weird, dude. Anyways, yeah. that's my story. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah. That is a very compelling story. It's such yeah. a mystery. I love that. Yeah. And you don't know if it's if it's human hijinks or if it's something else that's weird. There nothing nothing makes sense. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I love that mm-hmm. story. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yep. 
Anyway, anywho. <laughs> Those are stories. Little, little paw under the door. <laughs> Mine was snoring earlier. You may hear she's that. She's like, she's perfectly still just with her paw. <laughs> <laughs> she's in there with you. That's cute. That's her way of being with you. Yeah. Um, anywho, everybody, everyone, um, check us out on YouTube. We have a video. I mean, we, you know, we post videos about this. It's fun. Um, <laughs> if you have a story, we believe your story and we would like to share it with everybody else. So if you have something that's paranormal or weird or strange, send it to, I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we would be honored to retell your story. Yeah, and um, if you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review us. If you give us a review, please give us a nice review. Mm -hmm. Um, Take a snapshot of it and send it to our email address with your physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. Um, And, uh, yeah. I guess that's it. That's all, (laughs) folks. I guess until next time. Bye. Bye!